Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Cover Zero podcast, the show where I cover the least in the best way possible. I'm your host, Jason Wells. This episode, week week 10? Yeah, we're on week 10, man. Fuck. Se- season, season is flying by. Uh, week 10 preview, and who better to join me than Moob? Because Moob, we got your team playing tonight. How are we feeling about that game right now? Uh, we're, I mean, I don't know. I don't even want to answer that. We're feeling okay, though. <laughs> um, another shitty team. So sometimes you get the best matchups when it's between two shitty teams. And sometimes you get, you know, some 1920s football, but it's no to get some really, like a really good football game. uh okay yeah i guess let's just get right into that thursday night football blind recap i was really hoping that justin fields would make his return tonight so we we oh my god so we could at least see him back on the field instead of tyson bajan who's just a fun story but no we still got tyson bajan this was this was just a bad bad football game between two of the worst teams in the league. I mean, it was really a win-win for the Bears. They win. They win a game. Panthers pick stays the same first overall. If they lose, both of the picks are still really bad, but I don't even know who's going to win this one. I keep like I'm going to be like, "Ah, oh, no, the Panthers like I have no no real feeling. I'm going to go with the Bears just cuz the Bears have I don't even know what the Bears have. Move. This is just this is a, this is just a bad game. This is a bad game from top to bottom. Uh fuck. I'll just go with the Panthers. Won this one. The Panthers won. Bryce Young after a rough, rough looking game last week looked pretty good. Adam Thielen again doing doing his thing and the only weapon on the offense. But awful, awful game tonight. Yeah, I, I think um, over the last couple of weeks, the Panthers were kind of gaining momentum with Bryce Young and getting better and better every every week. And then the past game that he had wasn't very good. He had a lot of, you know, really bad turnovers. So um, that, who I think is going to win this one, I, I, I'm, I'm going to say Panthers reluctantly, though. Um, I mean, I don't really believe it. Every single game seems to be a new comedy routine at this point, finding different <laughs> ways to win, running some sort of 1980s offense with probably 1980s players, to be honest. I don't think any of them could, could you know, run very fast or separate in any capacity. So, nope. yeah, I, I think it's going to be very low scoring. Uh, Panthers' defense is still pretty strong. It's been pretty strong. It's just – not getting the luck of the draw with the uh, field position turnovers and things of that nature. So I'm going to have to go with the the Panthers. I think it's going to be a, you know, aesthetically pleasing game. No, you work early tomorrow morning. I recommend you get some sleep. Mm-hmm. If, uh, if your girlfriend wants to go out on a date, I, you know, go out with her tonight. You know, <laughs> And honestly, you don't even need to wake up and check the box score or anything or check the score. Just, you know, go on about your day, act like nothing happened, enjoy your weekend. But, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm hoping for for a Bryce Young bounce-back game. 
but we'll see. This is going to be his best matchup to do that uh, against another shitty team, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, uh, Bears' defense is more intact, more of a better unit, I guess. Montez Sweat, uh, I think he's going to get a sack. I'm going to well, – actually, I might bet that because, I mean, he needs the production. He's got that big contract now. Uh yeah, this is just it's it's not going to be a good game. It's going to be who can fuck up the least and that team's going to win the game. Uh I guess I mean before we even get into the rest of the week 10 slate here, this is one of the worst like prime time slates of games in a week that I have seen in a long time. Uh and a lot of the games are on buys right now. So that is why the week looks like the Oh my, that's why the week looks like it does right now. Uh, let's start off another international game, though, in Germany. Colts at Patriots, or I guess Colts and Patriots in Germany. Colts minus two, total set at 42 and a half. Um, who, who fucking cares? This is just, the Patriots are terrible. The Colts are, Colts aren't terrible, but they're not g- good. But I'm, I have no faith in the Patriots anymore for the rest of the season. I am on the Colts. I think the Colts are actually building something where the Patriots are just kind of in a no man's land. They got no clue what they're trying to do on offense. Defense is still the defense there, but who cares? JC Jackson is what he's, he got like benched again. He's off the team now for, for being ass. No, I mean the uh, this is another one that you can probably sleep through. You know, it's the early, um, it's the early uh, Sunday night uh, or sorry Sunday morning game, I should say. I'm envious of the people on the West Coast that can just sleep through this game. With the, you know, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean the Colts. I, I wouldn't say they're a bad team. I think they have all the right pieces in place for a rookie quarterback to come in and, you know, do something. But, of course, Anthony Richardson got hurt. So it's kind of like the um, Gardner Minshew show, which is, you know, move the ball, be decent enough to, you know, not be terrible, and then kind of just slide by week in and week out. The Patriots' offense is kind of like uh, their make-a-wish at this point, honestly. They get 250 passing yards uh, in in a game. And then we're thinking, oh my God, like this is their breakthrough. This is this is crazy. We've never seen anything like this. Like, but um, luckily for them, the Colts defense isn't particularly good. They did get three interceptions against the Panthers last week, two of them for pick sixes. But if there's ever a week for the Patriots to start putting points on the board and start moving the ball, it's definitely this game. Or else, I mean, if that doesn't happen. You better get a one-way ticket for um, Mac Jones and a one-way ticket, believe it or not, for Bill Belichick, you know, out of New England. So, yeah, I mean, it'll be it'll be tough to give Belichick the boot. I think a lot of Patriots fans are just kind of on the side of let's get him out of here. Let's get. I mean, I think uh, defensive coordinator Gerard Mayo is the incumbent head coach whenever Bill leaves. I guess we'll see. I'm not out on Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones is fine, but 
him throwing to Devontae Parker, Pop Douglas, and Juju Smith-Schuster is uh, not great. Not great, to say the least. Uh, but the Colts are just going to win this one. The Colts are just flat out the better team. And that's not saying a lot because it's not hard to be better than the Patriots at this point. I don't think we need to talk more about this game, so let's just keep going. Uh, next game up, Packers at Steelers. Steelers minus three and a half. Total set at 38 and a half. Uh, Want to talk about bad offenses. We got the I mean, just both of these teams actually have very bad offenses. Uh, But the Packers might be worse than the Steelers' offense, which is crazy, seeing as that Matt Canada might be the worst offensive coordinator in modern football history. Uh, But that just shows you how bad the Packers are with their young receiving group that does absolutely nothing but drop the football. Uh TJ Watts going to win this game by himself. Simple enough, really. Yeah, this um, this this game has a Steelers win uh, while throwing 120 yards um, <laughs> written all over it. This is their specialty at this point. They kind of just make every single game the the ugliest, worst football game you can ever imagine. You scratch your eyes out and then they win by a field goal every single week. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what's going to happen. The Packers, like you mentioned, you know, it's, it's nice to have young wide receivers until they actually play it, and then they're awful, and then they don't do anything, and, you know, they don't produce. Um, I'm not saying they are awful, you know, but they're just really young. They need time to develop. Uh, does not help them that their quarterback is also inexperienced and not very good either, so – so, yeah, I mean, I think this, this has a Steelers win written all over it. And, again, man, this is crazy. This is three straight games we're talking about where you just don't need to, you know, tune in. You you might go on red zone and not see this game once. It's going to be that kind of game. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, again, talked about it a little bit at the start. This is one of the worst weeks of football matchups I've seen in a long time, but – any week we get to watch football on Sundays is a good week, so we can't really complain, but let's keep going here. Uh, Saints at Vikings, Saints minus three, total set at 40 and a half. Does Josh Dobbs have another one in a move? Does he pull it out here? I hope so. He keeps making, you know, shout out to Josh Dobbs. He made those first, I think, six, seven or eight ga- games from the uh, Cardinals actually kind of watchable a bit. Like, we thought that they were in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. But, uh, I mean, I don't think they're very far off. But, no, I think they actually are. Never mind, they are. But he made those games kind of, like, you know, watchable a bit. And then he gets traded to the uh, to the Vikings. And you're like, okay, well, there's no way he's going to play anyways, whatever. They're just doing this. So, later on in the season, whatever. He plays literally off of three days of being yeah. at the facility. Pulls a, pulls a win out of his you-know-what. I don't know how he did it. Now I think they won, what, five in a row or something? And, you know, I mean. Uh, I, yeah, uh, five in a row, I think. Right? No, four in a row? Were they 0-4? Oh four four in, a row. four in, a row. in a row. They were 1-4 and four and then, yeah, then rattled off the last four, which is, I mean, crazy given the circumstances with Kirk and Jay Jettas and I think 
I think the Davenport's out for the season two, or he had an injury. I think he's, but whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm. This is a game that the Saints should just win based off overall talent on the rosters. On, but the Vikings are trendy. They're trending up right now. Brian Flores has the defense playing well. And I just think that Dennis Allen is a very, very bad coach. And Derek Carr is a very, very bad quarterback. And I have no faith in the Saints to win this game. I think that they should. But I'm personally, I am leaning towards the Vikings in this one. They're at home. I just like them better. I just think that they're a more structurally sound team. And I just, I don't think the Saints have any clue what they're doing on offense at all. And uh, Brian Flores is going to blitz the hell out of uh, Derek Carr. And Derek Damn right he is. Probably one of the most, probably the least threatening quarterback in the league. And I'm not just talking about on the field. I feel like if you saw him in, you know, in a dark alley, you wouldn't really be scared either. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> again, I, I'm with you here. Um, I think the only way the Saints pull this off is if they can force some turnovers, get Josh Ball, um, Josh Dobbs to turn the ball over. Other than mm-hmm. that, clean football game. I'm, I think I'm with you. I think I'll take the, the Vikings on that. There we go. Uh, let's keep going here. Texans at Bengals. Bengals minus six and a half. Total set at 46 and a half. Uh, don't tell Tony, but the Bengals are quietly the best team in football right now. And I don't think that the Texans really are going to stop them. I mean, Bengals defense has been on all season since Burrow's been healthy again. The offense has been clicking. Uh, is Jamar Chase, do we know if he's actually playing in this game? I know that there was talk Jamar about Chase, him. I don't believe being... he's been practicing, but, I, but it's just been confirmed by Rappaport that uh, T. Higgins is not playing. So T. Higgins will not be playing in this game. Uh, Jamar Chase, uh, we do not Uh, Yeah. Okay, well, that could be... I mean, if Higgins and Chase aren't playing, I mean, I've been told that Joe Burrow doesn't need weapons to uh, function in the offense and that he is just that good of a quarterback that doesn't need weapons like the other guys. Um, But again, I, I just think that Lou Anarumo has this defense like keyed in right now that I love CJ Stroud. I love what the Texans offense is doing, but they're going against one of the best in the league. And I don't think they dealt with enough going to them. So I mean the Bengals are gonna win this one. I don't know, especially if Chase and Higgins are out, but the Texans are going to come back down to earth after that big win against the Buccaneers last week. Yeah, there's there's something about this Texans team that I don't know what it is. You just got to give a huge shout out to the coaching staff, uh, D'Amico Ryan's, Bobby Slowick. Like, I don't know what the hell. You know, you got random dudes on the offensive line. They're dealing with a bunch of injuries. You got a bunch of these young wide receivers. Um, and their running back room isn't very impressive either. And it's just like, this offense is is playing really well. Um, I don't know what it is. Like, C.J. Stroud has been balling out. He just doesn't turn the ball over either, which is crazy for a rookie QB. 
throws for a bunch of yards. Um, but yeah, if if Lou Anarumo could get those guys on the defensive line to get after CJ Stroud, put him under pressure, make make the game ugly, you know, they're getting a lot of these young receivers on the Texans are getting these free releases. They're getting wide open in the secondary, you know, the Nico Collins, the Tank Dells. So they gotta find a way mm-hmm. to stop that. Stop that, especially even bringing. They got these Dallas Cowboys rejects, Noah Brown and uh, Dalton Schultz. There, crazy over there. But uh, yeah, if T. Oh, yeah. if T. Higgins and Jamar Chase aren't playing, this is going to be a tough one for um, for the Bengals to win. But I mean, if Joe Burrow is who some people think Joe Burrow is, then he gets the win. You know, regardless of, of who he's throwing to. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, let's keep moving here. Browns at Ravens, AFC North divisional class. Ravens minus six and a half, total set at 38 and a half. Uh, I mean, the Ravens have just been rolling the last two weeks. What the fuck's their point differential those last two weeks? Oh, no, I guess it was the last three weeks. Either way. Their offense has been scoring points. The run game is going with Gus Bus and Keaton Mitchell. Uh, everything's just clicking for the Ravens right now. That defense is fantastic, and now they're playing the Browns defense. That I'm on this side with this one. The Browns defense is really fucking good. I know that no one else in the group chat gives it credit, but this Browns defense is very good. Uh the Browns' offense, though, completely different story. I don't trust the nasty man to play good football anymore. And, yeah, I think the Ravens are going to win this one easily. See, the thing about the Ravens that's really interesting is they're 7-2, and two, which I believe is tied for the best record in the AFC. But for whatever reason or not, it just feels like they leave so much out there. Like, they can be so much better. Like, they're getting – they're in these games. Yeah. And you see – um, sometimes Lamar Jackson has these fumbles. Their wide receiver room isn't very good. There's a lot of drop balls. A lot of they could very easily be nine and zero. Like this could be the best team in the entire league. But it just seems that there's some things here and there that just they need to tweak just a little bit, and then they're going to be unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, they did play really well against the Browns the first time. I don't have uh, the amount of points. Uh, off the top of my head, but I think that's probably one of the best um, game, or sorry, the worst, one of the worst games for that uh, Browns defense all season. Uh, it was twenty-eight to three. Yeah, yeah, the, the the Ravens were putting them on, putting it on them. Uh, they're moving the ball, and um, you know, six and a half point spread. Uh, it's I don't know, it might be a chop because these divisional games, man, they're really. Really a coin flip. You, you can never be too sure, especially if since they went uh, and beat them the first time in their house. So who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in that first matchup, it was the uh, famous DTR performance with uh, four turnovers on the day from him. Yeah. Uh, so can't hard to blame the defense there, but was not great. Uh, let's keep going, though. Titans at Buccaneers. Bucks minus one. Total set at 39 and a half. Uh, this is a big test for Will Levis. This is a big test for this Titans team in general, who if Will Le- Will Levis, who has looked pretty good in his first two starts, 
I mean, he was fantastic in that first one. Came back down to earth against the Steelers, but still looked pretty good. Uh, if they win this game, no, I I was I was gonna say that the Titans might have like a backdoor chance as a wild card spot if they keep trending up, but I don't think they do. It's gonna be so tough to make the AFC playoffs. But the Titans Titans are a good team. Where the Bucks, I think the Bucks have a good roster, but they're not a good team. If that makes any sense at all. Uh I'm on the Titans in this one personally. I just don't think the Bucks are well coached enough and they have flaws in their secondary that I think the Titans will be able to uh to beat them. I think this is going to be a big Derrick Henry game too. Yeah, I see the, the thing about that is um for whatever reason um the Bucks just don't let people run on them for ever since like I think the last 4 or 5 years they would rather let you throw for 500 yards than rush for 75 yards. Like, yeah. So I, I think they're going to do their damnedest to try to stop Derrick Henry and contain him. I do think they're going to have a trouble in that secondary. Um, you know, this might be another 300 yard or not another 300 yard game, but this might be a 300 yard game for Will Levis. Uh, this could be potentially his coming out party. Um, Especially if they if they're so focused on the run, where he can just take the shots one on one, find his receivers down the field. So we'll see. He doesn't have a really good group to throw to, but I mean those DBs in that secondary for the Bucks aren't very good uh, either. So no, not at all. Uh yeah, and I think that that's just kind of it's whether or not Hopkins can get open or Trail on Burks can get open, which. Doesn't happen much, but uh, again, I just think the Titans are just better. They're better coached. Uh, uh, again, it's an away game for them, so a little tougher, but uh, we can keep going, though. Next game up, our first good matchup, or first great matchup of the week, I should say. Niners at Jags. Niners minus three. Total set at 45 and a half. Uh, Niners off the bye. Actually... Both teams off the bye, right? Weren't the Jags? I, so. I don't think the Jags played last week. Um, I can check that right now. Yep, the Jags did not play with play last week, so both teams off the bye. However, this helped the Niners more than the Jags just because they're healthy. Debo is back, Trent Williams is back, and they have Chase Young on that other defensive end position opposite Nick Bosa. Uh this is a big test for both of these teams. I mean, the Niners lose this one. It's four straight for them. The Jags beat the Niners. I think pe- people will start taking the Jags more seriously, even though they are 6-3 and three on the season and have been a good team. But kind of like we were saying with the Ravens, it's they leave points on the field and they should be better and really kicking the shit out of teams if we're being honest, and they just haven't. So this is a good this is a good matchup for both sides and where they're good at kind of their trajectory for the rest of the season. I think if the Jags win this one, uh, they are actual true Super Bowl contenders. If the Niners win this one, they're just kind of what we thought they were. If the Niners lose this one, the Niners are still going to make the playoffs because that's just how bad the NFC is. But I don't think we have to take them seriously as a contender anymore. And a lot of that just comes down to is Brock Purdy the good Brock Purdy or the Brock Purdy that we've seen in the fourth quarter the last few weeks where he's been awful. And I guess we'll find that out. 
Oh, I don't think I've I've uh, ever seen a team weigh my opinion as much in just a single month as the 49ers have. Because yeah. when they were uh, undefeated, I was on record to saying that they will cakewalk to the Super Bowl. Because when you have those weapons, when you have that offensive line, when you have that defense, when you have – you know, obviously good coaching offensively at least. I don't know about game managing or coaching on defense, whatever. Whenever you just – whenever you have all these ingredients and we we know they've been deep in the playoffs before with that, uh, with that core of players, you're just like, okay, well, who the hell is going to beat them? The Eagles, for as good as their record is, haven't been looking like world beaters. Mm-hmm. Um, they're squeaking out these games. And then you have – so I was like, of course the Niners. And then they lose three in a row. I'm pretty sure it was, right? Three in a row. Yeah, three Brock in a row. Purdy, Brock Purdy looked like ass in all three games. And and I was – in my mindset was like, well, he doesn't need to be good. He just needs to be serviceable. He just needs to be better than Jimmy Garoppolo was. And Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't very good either. He was kind of just, you know, don't turn the ball over. Get the ball into your playmaker's hands and get out of the way, you know. So – um, they just gotta get back to the formula. You can't be putting the ball in jeopardy like that. Just he has to be that um, game manager. You know, nothing wrong with being a game manager. Yeah. No, it's yeah. I think it again. The Niners' season really just boils down to if Brock Purdy can take them as far as they need to go. We saw what Jimmy G did. We both didn't think Jimmy G did great, but they made it to a Super Bowl with him. They made it to multiple conference championship games with him. Uh, Yeah, Brock Purdy just needs to be slightly better than Jimmy G to have the Niners as serious contenders, and I don't think that... And he can do it. He can do it. We've seen him do it, but it's whether or not if these three games, if he's out of his mojo, if he's out of his funk, I mean, during the bye week, he went home to Iowa, did some some corn farming for... uh, his fiance's farm or whatever. Uh, but yeah, this is that th- this is a good matchup. I'm excited to see this one. Uh, moving on to the four o'clock slate here. This is another decent matchup. Uh, Lions at Chargers. Lions minus three. Total set at 48 and a half. Uh, if the Chargers lose this one, their season is done. There's no chance at playoffs after this. I was going over it in Wednesday's episode with... Uh, spills and we kind of did the rest of their schedule and it's like i think at best they can finish nine and eight unless they rattle off some wins where i don't see them and nine and eight's probably not good enough to make the playoffs in the afc uh but this is just flat out a much better lions team lions also coming off the bye after getting shit kicked by wait was that I keep messing up my weeks now because their last game was the Ravens. I think it was before the oh, they had the no. before that was the Ravens where they got smoked. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was Ravens and then the Raiders because that was a for, very forgettable game on Monday night. Sure. Then they had the bye, but new. No. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like the Lions are just the better team at every single level. Maybe not quarterback, but. That's a whole other topic there. Better offensive line, better weapons, better defense, better coaching. 
I don't give the Chargers a chance to win this game. Now, I am very biased against the Chargers for fairly obvious reasons, but uh, I don't know. Like, the Chargers are just so banged up on offense. Their offense just looks terrible schematically. They don't do anything that really wows anybody. The defense sucks if they don't play an ass team. And, and yeah, I just think that the Lions, this is a this is a prove-it game for the Lions to be like, you win this game handily. You're at that top class of the NFC with the Eagles and the Niners and them, because I think it's really only the Eagles and the Niners that are like definitive contenders in the NFC. Uh, yeah, the Chargers suck, and I'll just let you talk for a bit now. <laughs> yeah, so this should be an interesting game. I mean, all Chargers games are interesting, really, when you think about it, because they find ways to lose or at least make it look like they'll lose just because that's just in the Chargers' nature. That's their DNA. The Chargers' defense isn't really good, and the Lions' offense is really good. So, I mean, you can expect a lot of points, um, and the Chargers just need to get some points of their own. But I don't know because the Lions' D-line is pretty good. You know, they yeah. the quarterback, they pressure them, and – Herbert hasn't looked very good under pressure this year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Austin Eckler, ever since he came back from the injury, um, it's kind of slowly getting back to what he was, but he needs to be that guy that he used to be because mm-hmm. without him, as, uh, they're, they're not the same offense that they were in years previous. No. No, and that just goes to show you that the offense just really goes when Austin Eckler is going. He is the key to that engine. He's the whole reason why Herbert has looked so good to start his career. Uh, Hard to say that with a straight face. But um, yeah, man, I asked Spills on Wednesday to being like, okay, fact or fiction, the whole Chargers coaching staff should be fired. And this man had the audacity to tell me no. we, We have given him so many chances over multiple seasons now to be like hey say that say that brandon staley isn't your guy and he just doesn't want to the man's in love with brandon staley it's very sad to see no any other coach that would be a speeder into a super bowl but you know well <laughs> you know just leave him leave him be we're cool with that yeah chargers chargers got a charger uh we'll keep going next game up Falcons at Cardinals, Falcons minus two, total set at 42 and a half. Kyler Murray making his return. And, and I think the Cardinals are going to win this one. I am, I'm still a believer in Kyler. I think Kyler is really playing for his job in Arizona. Uh, I said on Wednesday's show that I think that the Cardinals can actually finish with four or five wins, and that kind of puts them as a 500 team for the second half of the season. I think that the guys are playing for Jonathan Gannon. I like the offense. I think it has some nice weapons with Hollywood and the rookie Michael Wilson has looked nice. And uh, I forget who their second year tight end, Trey McBride. They got pieces. And I think Kyler Kyler will make everything work better on offense. Uh, and l- listen, this fucking Falcons team, I'm... I like Arthur Smith. I actually think Arthur Smith is a pretty decent head coach, but just the lack of Bijan Robinson, like anything, is too much to 
This is too much. Just give the man the ball. Enough with Tyler Algier. Enough with John New Smith jet sweeps in the red zone. Like, just run the ball forward with your top 10 overall pick. And just just play just play the football you should be playing. He's too cute. He's too funny with the fucking... I don't get it. I don't know what Tyler Algier has over him, what blackmail he has on his head coach, but... Enough's enough. Give Bijan Robinson the ball. Here, uh, two interesting things that I want to talk about. One of each team, like the Cardinals, yeah. like you mentioned. I think over the last couple years, I've been in the Kyler Murray is overrated crowd. But what happened was everyone seemed to turn on him at the same time. So if and then everyone was kind of just in like they were just thinking together that not only is he not good, but he's a bad quarterback. So then I was like, wait a minute. No, that actually makes him underrated because everyone's saying, everyone was saying that he was great before. Now they're saying he's terrible. So I was kind of like, and then they were like, oh, they're going to replace some draft a QB. And then I was like, okay, wait a minute. Now like he's, he's still a pretty damn good quarterback. He's injured. He's going to get better. He's going to get back. But Especially with this team, you know, Jonathan Gannon, everyone's playing for him. They've been playing hard all season. So with an actual good, talented quarterback, uh, if they can go 500 down the stretch, that would do wonders for this for this program. Like, they would take off from here. That's number one, and that's with the Cardinals. Number two, the Falcons. Um, like you mentioned, uh, Arthur Smith, he's a pretty good head coach. He's just damn stubborn. Like the whole Bijan thing, it's like he's trying to outsmart everyone by not giving them the ball. I think I heard a three-minute answer of him just talking, and they asked him about why he should touch it, and he yeah. just went on a three-minute soliloquy without even saying anything of substance. Didn't say a damn thing. Didn't Fuck. say anything. Just kind of just went yapping and yapping and yapping, didn't say anything. Um, but, yeah, I mean – I, it's known that he's you know the son of like the founder of FedEx and everything, which is hilarious. But it is the it thing is. that kills me is that he's literally just doing this as like a side job, like in like a GTA is like doing like a side mission right now. He really doesn't need to be doing this, and he's just coach. He's just he's just choosing to coach the Falcons and do you know do stupid shit. So so I found that hilarious. But uh, yeah, they need to start giving Bijan the ball. It has nothing to do. With Algier, because Algier is a really good running back too. It just more so to do with why the hell did they draft a really really good quarterback? If you know, one second. Oh, oh, he's muted. He is gone. I will continue on. Yeah, no, the fact that they drafted Bijan in the top ten. It's just it looks like a wasted draft pick, and I don't know what the point is. It's like oh, get less tread on the tires, and then run him into the ground at some other point during his career. Uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but uh, I'm looking forward to this game more so just for the fact of Kyler's return. Uh, and I guess let's move on to the next game. Commanders at Seahawks. Seahawks minus six and a half. Total set at 44 and a half. Uh, listen, the Seahawks got absolutely killed last week by the Ravens. I don't think a lot of people really expected that. I didn't. I, I thought the Seahawks defense would show up a little more than it did. It did not at all. It got gashed in the run game. 
Uh, but now they're playing a commander's team who just beat the Patriots. Barely Patriots aren't a good team. Uh, this is a get back on track game for Seattle. I like the commanders. I like Sam Howell, but this isn't going to be their game. Seattle's going to win despite Geno Smith being their quarterback. Cause Geno was just Geno was Geno. We all knew who he was. He didn't fool anybody. I know. Uh, what was his quote last year that he was like said they wrote me off, but I didn't write back. Yeah, no, I mean, we wrote you off for a reason. Good for him for having that fantastic year last year, but he's regressed back to the mean. He's still, he's a fine NFL quarterback, but he's not getting them anywhere far in the playoffs. And again, Seattle's going to be a playoff team, but Geno is the reason this team is being held back greatly right now because that offense should be way better than it is with the guys and the weapons that they have on that team, but... Should be an easy Seattle win. Yeah, this uh, Washington team, I'm not sure what to make of it. I'm just kind of happy that um, the games are a lot more entertaining now than they have been in years previous. Like, nobody mm-hmm. was tuning in to watch um, Carson Wentz. I'm sorry. Nobody was tuning in to watch Alex Smith, you know, um, or – Taylor Heineke, Kyle Allen, like I could name you 15 guys. And those are just the 15 guys that they started in the last three years, you know? So, <laughs> no, like they actually have a competent offense now. Like they're moving the ball. They have a bunch of really good wide receivers. And, and yeah, like, but again, the, the Seahawks, I think, are too talented. Um, I kind of picked them as. My sleeper in the the NFC this year, I was thinking that in a conference where everyone's looking at the Eagles, Niners, um, and to a lesser extent, the Cowboys or or whatever, I was like, Mm -hmm. this is a team that could sneakily win 11 or so so games. Yeah, Um, easily. I don't know if they'll get there this year. Still a very good chance they, they will, but, uh, mm-hmm. uh, again, the Seahawks should roll pretty comfortably, um, especially coming off of, um, of last week. Completely agree. Uh, do you think Sam Howell's the commander's guy going forward? Yes, and the reason I say yes is, like, the only the only reason I'm saying that is because when you go through as many quarterbacks as they have and all of them have been terrible, you will take the lesser of the evils. So I'm sure they'll embrace him because he's not god-awful like the other ones have been. So average mm-hmm. for them might look like Joe Montana. You know what I mean? So... <laughs> No, that's that's very fair. I mean, given their yeah, their fucking track record of QBs ever since RG three blew up his knee there. Uh it's been piss poor and now Sam Howell's been the best one. Sam Howell's looked pretty good. He has flashed a lot of the times, but that man loves to get sacked. Um we'll keep going on though, talking about a team that loves getting sacked. The New York Giants go up against the Dallas Cowboys again. Cowboys minus seventeen. Uh, total set at 38 and a half. Uh, Giants, two QBs on their depth chart right now. Uh, Tommy DeVito and Matt Barkley. 
The Giants are the definition of ass. You look ass up in the dictionary, it's the New York Giants logo. It's I I don't even know where to go with the Giants. Their offense is just it's like the Argonauts basically right now. Uh the defense is fine. They're playing better, but who cares when your offense can't move the ball at all? And the Cowboys are just, I mean, there's a reason why they're minus 17 against them. The Cowboys are just flat out the much, 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 much better team. And this game's going to be over after the first 10 minutes. It's, yeah. Yeah, the, um, of all quarterbacks available in the world, the uh, Giants are starting the quarterback that seemed to have been an extra from Sopranos or something. Like <laughs> I don't know where he spawned from. Never heard of him in college football. Never heard of him in the draft. Never uh, heard of him in the preseason. I do not. Uh, Tommy DeVito. That sounds like someone's you know mafia son or something. I don't know. Like that's <laughs> not very good either. God bless the kid. Like I'm sure he's living a dream. Of playing for a hometown, hometown, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yeah, just a very untalented individual, untalented team. I said this in the chat the other day. Um, the Giants should kind of be happy that Daniel Jones tore his ACL because it wasn't looking like he was the guy. His contract was disgusting. I think they do have injury measures in there so they can get off his contract pretty easily. But if there's a team to kind of follow the Arizona Cardinals' footsteps from this past season, it would be the, um, the Giants. They can kind of tank. Well, I mean, it's not tanking. They're just asked this year. You know, use yeah. the top pick on a, on a good player. If they want to go QB, they can go QB. If they go on to go receiver or anything, they can do that. And then guess what? They'll be asked next year too. So if they want to grab a QB in the year after, you know, up to them. What, what do you do with Daniel Jones? I mean, he's not stopping you from tanking. He's not. He's not very good. You're probably wow. losing games because of him. So, so yeah, we'll we'll see. I think uh, this kind of sets them up for like a quick mini rebuild, the two year of being terrible, and then back maybe into playoff contention. Hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, I am looking at the Daniel Jones contract right now. So there is a potential out at the end of next season. So I think if the I think if the Giants finish within those top two picks, maybe the top three, depending on if the Panthers slash Bears pick and the Bears are the top two, like if they have a shot at Drake May or Caleb Williams, they take it. And you just kind of, you take, you have Daniel Jones ride the bench. Maybe you trade him and eat some of that contract. But if you have a chance to move out, like out or move off of Daniel Jones and one of those guys is available, I think you have to take it. If one of those two guys aren't available, I think you just you're stuck with Daniel Jones for the next year. And like you said, with Daniel Jones and that roster, they're gonna be bad again anyways. So maybe you take your next quarterback in the 2020, 2025 draft. Uh but we'll see. I was also thankful enough to go to a Syracuse football game and watch Tommy DeVito live in person. Wasn't good in college. I don't know how he finessed his way onto an NFL roster. And then he practiced for two months with that team. And they were like, yeah, man, this guy can play football. He's fucking good. No, I. All I'm saying is he's a New Jersey kid. 
playing in a team based in New Jersey, and his family may or may not have connections with the mafia. So, you know, I'm not saying anybody was held at gunpoint, forcing him to make the team or anything, <laughs> but that could have happened. I uh, I heard his dad was in the uh, the waste management business, so uh, got to look out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's keep going. Sunday night football again. Awful, awful primetime game. Jets at Raiders. Jets minus one. Total set at 36 and a half. Um, the Raiders aren't going to be able to score any points. This Jets defense is so good. And if all they have to do is put pressure on Aiden O'Connell, it's, it's game over. The Raiders offensive line sucks. Uh, it's just whether or not Max Crosby can be enough of a menace on the defense to make Zach Wilson shit his pants and turn the ball over a lot, which we've seen him do. But this is going to be, I mean, there's a reason why the total set at 36 and a half. It is going to be a low scoring, sloppy game, 1950s type football. Not going to be pretty. Yeah, it's going to be a rough watch. <laughs> we will not yeah. be in for this. I'll tell you that. No, no. I mean, I'm happy that I'm always kind of happy when they do have like bad Sunday night primetime games because that means I don't have to stay up late. I can get a good sleep before work on Monday. Uh, yeah, the Jets defense is just so, so, so good. And if they had anybody else, actually, no, it's not even Zach Wilson's fault. Zach Wilson has been bad this year, but he's been better than what we've seen him do. That Jets offensive line is the worst in football by a mile. The fact that it made Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa look like absolute studs and all pros again uh, last Monday was, I mean, they're not that, they're not those guys anymore. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, this is going to be, this is going to be a Jets defensive win, a Jets defensive masterclass. Uh it was nice to have the Raiders after beating the Giants last week, smoking those uh, celebratory cigars in the locker room. But uh, they're going to have a comeback down to earth moment. They're they are not a good team, and they are not building really anything. Uh, yeah, I have no more thoughts on this game. Do you? No, we spoke uh, plenty about this game already. <laughs> okay, last game up. Uh, Monday Night Football, Broncos at Bills. Bills minus seven, total set at 46 and a half. Um, The Bills should be better, but they're just not. And uh, when I was talking with Spills on Wednesday, we both liked Broncos plus seven because we the Broncos, although not a good team, they're trending in the right direction. The defense has been playing better over the last couple weeks. The offense has been way better than last year. Still not great, but just better. Uh, in the Bills, there's just nothing to like about the Bills right now whatsoever. Uh, I think I got a tweet from Keegan that he sent me. Oh, yeah. Sean McDermott said, uh, Christian Benford, Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyard, and Leonard Floyd are all sick, so they didn't practice today, and they're day-to-day. And so they're starting middle linebacker, Terrell Bernard, is also in concussion protocol still. Um, 
So yeah, the Bills might be out or might be missing a lot of key guys on defense again. And it, it's all going to come down to whether Josh Allen can be Superman. Haven't seen many of those games from him this year, but the Bills, the Bills should just win this game because they are the Bills and they are the better team and all that stuff. But then nothing's working right now for them. Yeah, the the Bills, like like you said, they're gonna win this game. They should win this game. The one concern I have um, of them, and I've had all season, is that you know for them to be the great team that they have been in years past. Josh Allen just has to be amazing every game. And that type of offense, that type of team is not is not um like it's it's not very um likely to just come in and win these games every single week and just hoping and praying and relying that your quarterback be the best player in the in the world. So mm-hmm. they gotta figure something out. They they had an issue with the wide receiver two and wide receiver three position. For years now, they haven't addressed the running situation. Uh, hasn't been addressed. It hasn't been great since Deshaun McCoy left. Like their defense has always been pretty good, good rush, good secondary usually. But yeah, they got to figure some things out. I'm I'm concerned about them going forward. This is why they're losing games to the Bengals. This is why they're losing in the playoffs to Kansas City. This is why they might even get lapped by the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars because. Compared to every other quarterback and every other team of those upper echelon teams in the AFC, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson are the ones that are asked to do the most out of all those, you know, teams. So by far. Uh, yeah. So we'll see again. They should win this game pretty easily, but I'm just more concerned of their long-term outlook. And I think, I think that's the thing is they're just kind of, stagnant right now i think this is going to be ken dorsey's final season as the offensive coordinator for the bills because something needs to change something needs to change they need to get someone other than Diggs to catch the ball for them like kincaid's look nice but he's still young he's still a rookie gabe davis gabe davis just isn't good he fucking he has spectacular games where he's like the best wide receiver in football and then the next week he's like a practice squad guy gets two targets, one catch, and he fumbles that one catch. So, again, I think we're both, yeah, we're both on the Bills. We, we both think that they should win this game, but we we haven't seen a good performance from the Bills since week four, and we are now on week 10. It has been a long time, uh, but that'll do it for the week 10 preview. Uh, let's get straight into the pick as always, we'll give a favorite, a dog, an over and under, and a money line dog. Move as the guest. Where are we going first? All right. Well, I will get it started with one that I really like here. And we talked about this before, but I'm going to go ahead and take the Titans as a money line dog. Nice. I mean, they're you can't really consider it a dog because it's about almost a pick of anyways. But you know, I'll do it. That's they count as a dog. They count mm-hmm. as a dog. That's what matters. I, yeah, I think that we both like the Titans, and we both just kind of. I think yeah, it's just easy. We both like the Titans better in this matchup. Um, 
I'm going to go with my oh I don't know what I'm actually taking here. This is this is bad bad podcasting. Um you know what? I'm going to go with my money actually no, I'm going to go with my under and I'm going to be a menace and I'm going to take under 36 and a half Jets Raiders. No one's scoring points in this one. No one is scoring points in this one under 36 and a half. Uh, I am happy to root for that total in that game. See, since since you uh, went under in a nasty, disgusting, ugly game, I think I can <laughs> I can do the same, and I'll go Colts Patriots under forty two and a half. There you go. That that total is kind of high for a Patriots game. Because their defense is usually pretty good, and that offense is horrible. So we will see. Uh, we shall see. Uh, okay. I'm going to go, I'll go with my dog here and I'm going to go with the Vikings plus three against the saints. Uh, Vikings are at home. I just think that the Vikings are coached better. They might not necessarily have the better roster, but that doesn't really matter in the NFL. It's all about who plays in a better structure. And I think, I mean, if we saw what Josh Dobbs did on three days' notice and not knowing any of his teammates' names, uh, I'd love to see what he does with a week of practice under his belt. Uh, I'm going with Vikings plus three. Nice. I think I'm going to go with just an absurd line here, and I'll take the favorite, uh, the Dallas Cowboys, minus 17, because there is just no way Tommy DeVito or whoever else they have back there makes the game even a little competitive. Like, this has 30-3 to three written all over. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, Cowboys week one beat them 40 to nothing, and that was against the fully healthy Giants team. So, I can expect another massive win for them. Uh, if the Giants could score negative points, I think they would. Uh... Let's see now. I'll go with. Did I take? No, I did take my under. Um, I'll go with my favorite then, and I'm gonna go with Lions minus three. I just flat out think that the Lions are the better team. They're one of these contending teams for the Super Bowl, and I just don't think the Chargers have anything going for them. I don't think that their offense is very good. I don't think that the defense is relatively good and they're running into a Lions team that the offense is one of the better ones in the NFL and the defense is quietly solid. Uh, yeah, Lions minus three. All right, well, I will go in the most predictable route possible and I'll take my dog spread of Panthers plus three and a half tonight. I think they'll cover yeah. that. Worst case, they lose by three. Um, but yeah, I was I was debating doing the over as well because the over is pretty the over under the total set pretty low, but we'll see. Mm -hmm. We will see. Uh, okay, I gotta go with an over here now so I can block you slightly. Let's go with, huh? Tell you the truth, I don't like a lot of these overs right now. Uh, actually, yeah, okay. I'm going to go over 42 and a half in the Falcons and Cardinals game. I don't think that the Cardinals defense is very good. I'm hoping that the Falcons offense can at least score some points and 
with Kyler back for the Cardinals, I'm expecting them to get decent amount of points. Falcons without Grady Jarrett, that defense has taken a step back. Uh, so yeah, I'll take over 42 and a half in that game. All right. So I don't know if, and for my last one, I think it's the over. Yeah. So I don't think you've touched this game so far, so I'll go ahead and do that. But the Broncos bills, I'll take the over. This has a Mr. Unlimited semi masterclass written all over it. And by that, I mean about 250 <laughs> yards and like two touchdowns. Which is like as much of a masterclass as you're gonna get from them nowadays. <laughs> yeah, I actually I do I do like that pick. I should have probably taken that one instead. But um, yeah, I need a money line dog now, and because it is my show and my podcast, and I make the rules, I'm picking the Cardinals money line. I know I just picked that over in that game, but I think the Cardinals are gonna win this one. Uh, Cardinals money line. Actually, ooh, that might be a tough one. Call of Duty is coming out this weekend, and I know Kyler Murray has that on pre-order. Uh, so this could be a Kyler Murray disaster class. That would also be funny if he just came back and just stunk it up as soon as Call of Duty came out. But uh, What's funny about that is that I feel like most people would make the Call of Duty joke instead of saying, oh, he's coming off of an injury. You know, let's give him you know some slack. It's like, yeah. no, Call of Duty just came out. <laughs> yeah it's yeah i'm still i'm still confident i'm still riding with kyler uh but yeah that'll do it for this episode thank you so much for coming on joining me here uh, mm-hmm. uh i asked i asked spills on the last episode but since we are technically at the midway point of the season uh what was your super bowl prediction to start the year and has it changed well, my Super Bowl prediction at the beginning of the year was the uh, Chiefs versus the Niners. Has that changed? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say the Niners are going to ride it out. They're going to make it to the Super Bowl, and the Chiefs are going to somehow, with you know Rashi Rice as their, their number one wide receiver, somehow make it to the Super Bowl as well. Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs just need to flip that switch on offense and it, it could be, I mean, it could be deadly for the rest of the league if that Chiefs offense finally gets going. Uh, yeah, I mean, I will make a bold prediction that I feel like picking teams to win the NFC, it's really between three teams. AFC is a little harder, but I'm going to have a guarantee right here that the AFC team to make the Super Bowl will be the Ravens, the Bengals, or the Dolphins. Those three teams, no Jags, no Chiefs, no Bills. One of those three teams will be in the Super Bowl. Uh, But that'll do it for this episode. Moob, thank you again. Uh, As always, if you've liked this, please like, share, retweet, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And until next time, peace.